everybody. Welcome back to the On It's Off podcast. Thank you for waiting. Uh, I know it's been a while. I feel like I say this every time now. I've been uh, not been been able to keep up with the consistency this offseason, that's for sure. But, you know what? I'm here now, and I guess that's all that matters. You know I'll never be gone too long. We actually have a good amount to talk about this time, because it has been so long. So that's nice. Uh, I guess we should open with the biggest thing that happened, and that's what was the... Bleh. That was the Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, I didn't really see this coming um, because it was like, oh, Donovan Mitchell's going to go to the Knicks, all these Knicks rumors. And most of the rumors that I saw with Donovan Mitchell going to the Knicks did not involve R.J. Barrett. It was a lot of, like, quickly top-in picks, maybe Fournier, some sort of way to match contracts. And I thought it was going to be something like that, maybe be a three-teamer with the Lakers getting involved there. But it was going to be something around those lines and obviously a bunch of picks. But then R.J. Barrett signed this extension, which I think is a little bit of an overpay. Like, like he was pretty good last year, but out, not like four years, hundred what was it, hundred thirty million, something like that. Like, and it basically made him a poison pill. And it was like, oh, daddy can't improve. Uh, improve. Uh, four years, hundred twenty mil. Sorry, that's not so terrible. Um, and they were like, oh, now you can't include him in the deal. Like, deal is cooked. And I'm thinking, no, it's not. Like, I didn't even think R.J. Barrett was part of the deal. So I was still convinced he was going to the Knicks. And then out of nowhere, he goes to the Cavs. I didn't even know the Cavs were in it. I had no idea. Because I was like, well, the Cavs can't offer anything. They're not going to offer Garland or Mobley or Allen, obviously. And, you know, they don't really have anything else. But, you know, you knew Utah just had to get rid of him. Because they, they needed to tank. And Donovan Mitchell was going to make them too good to tank. Not that Donovan Mitchell is, like, some great, like, carrier, you know. He's not, like, someone who's going to, like, carry your team to the playoffs. Um, when it's bad, but he's going to make them good enough that they're not going to be trash, right? Like, instead of being like a... Because right now, well, they'll, they'll probably end up being like a 15 to 25 win team. But with Don Mitchell, right, they're probably like a 33 win team, maybe a 35 win team. And that's tough, right? That's You're not going to get the number one pick with that, generally. So you need to get rid of him. And now they're hot ass. They're still not done, I'm sure. You know, they have Conley and Bojan, Clarkson, maybe Vanderbilt. I don't know. Do we still have players who, like, they could trade? So, we'll see where that goes. But, wow, I was I was pretty surprised. I think Cleveland gave up. Uh, I shouldn't say I think. I should just find the exact details. But this is what I always do. I just kind of improvise. Donovan Mitchell trade. I know it was, like, Lowry, uh, the rookie this past draft. The guy that just drafted. Ag- Ag- J- How do you pass the name? Agbaji? Hoping that's correct. But yeah, Markin, Agbaji, Sexton, and three unprotected first-round picks, and two swaps. Uh, I think that's fine, because Sexton, I feel like you just kind of, went from the cast perspective, you just kind of count him as like he wasn't even there last year. You re- probably weren't going to retain him anyway. So that was basically like, you know, basically not even part of the trade, if you think about it. So really good Lowry, who sucks, a rookie, and then five picks, right? But Or two swap, three picks and two swaps. Like... I think it's good. And this is a young team. So, you know, those picks, they're probably not going to be that great. I know they're 25, 27, 29. Like, Mitchell may be a relief. But I still think I still think they'll be good. Because you'll probably you'll still have Mobley. Because of how long uh, he's going to have to be there. Unless he requests a trade. Like, Allen, he signed until... When is he signed until? He signed an extension, I think, last offseason, right? Is he until 2025? Four-year, 20 mil? Or was it five-year, 20 100 mil? 20 million a year, I should say. Because now, now I'm curious. I don't really know. Oh, he signed, yeah, he signed five year, $100 million last year. Or did it, was this the first year of it? He's a free agent in 2026. 
So yeah, I think I think they're gonna be fine. Like I'm not really worried about these picks. Uh, I mean this is okay for the Jazz. Apparently they rejected like some Knicks deal that was like two unprotected or three unprotected with two swaps and had RJ and some other stuff. And it was like if they rejected that, they're they're stupid. They probably thought they could do better. That's like a classic Danny Age thing to do. Uh, he's a very uh, hard negotiator. But, you know, he ended up getting screwed because the Knicks were like, we're gonna, if we don't trade RJ by this day, whatever date, just on the extension in August or whatever, like, if we don't do that, then, yeah, I think it was like August 29th, then RJ Barrett is just gonna stay a Nick, and you're gonna have to figure out a trade with someone else, or trade without RJ Barrett. And you know what? Credit to the Jazz, they did it. They, uh, the Knicks kind of fumbled the bag in that sense. They thought they were gonna be able to get him for cheaper by doing that, and they ended up not getting him at all. And what makes it really problematic is the fact that the Knicks are not going to be able to compete with teams like New Orleans or OKC or I guess now Utah in terms of a pick collection. But Utah doesn't matter because you have Danny Ainge and, you know, he never trades for stars. Uh, but OKC or New Orleans right now, if they want to compete with those guys, like, to get a star, that's like, oh, like, you know, Cat requests a trade, whatever. Not like Cat's requesting a trade, just whoever. Uh, they're not going to be able to compete because they don't have as many picks as those teams and their young assets aren't as valuable besides, like, RJ. But now you sign that big deal. Do you trade him? I don't think so. And that makes it tough because Donovan Mitchell, there weren't really any suitors, right? The only suitor, I guess, I guess was the Cavs. And because you blew that, I don't think you're going to get another star. But I get it, though. You don't want to give up all those picks just to be mediocre. Like, the Cavs are actually going to be really good because they already have a bunch of really good pieces. The Knicks, like, they have RJ. That's basically it. Like, Brunson, ah, he's pretty mid. I don't like Randall. Robinson, like, as your starting center, is, like, average at best. So, it's just bad. And Tom Thibodeau's not, not great either. I, I just don't... I don't really like the Knicks roster that much. I don't really hate anybody on the Knicks. Like, they're not... There's not really that many, like, bad players. There's just not really any good ones, necessarily. Not many, at least. It's kind of a weird team. Uh, kind of stuck in the middle there. And Donovan Mitchell would have made you, I guess, a better version of that. But, I don't know. I don't think it's as big an L for the Knicks as people say it is. Like... Like, so people are, like, joking, like, oh, my God, like, I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle here, right? I can't decide. Like, I know I just contradicted myself where I said I think they should have done this because they won't be able to compete. But also, you don't really want to do that. So, they were kind of in a lose-lose spot, really, if you think about it. Um, so, I'm not going to roast the Knicks. Like, I don't know what the right move there is. Um, better safe than sorry, I guess. I don't know. But those picks are probably not going to be that good anyway. They probably should have done it. I'm thinking about this more. They probably should have done it. Like, when when the chips are down, you just trade for the star. Even though Donovan Mitchell's not, like, you know, top 10 player guy. He's still, like, really good. He's still top 20, 25 player. You know, those don't come around very often. Like, what, are you going to trade that, that stuff for Beal? At least Donovan Mitchell's young. You know, he's from the Northeast. He likes the Knicks. He probably was going to stay. I don't. I can't imagine he was going to leave. So, that's kind of an L. Um, the other trade that happened, uh, which was not as surprising... Although I didn't really see it coming, but it's something that like, I've seen rumors of. It was Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson for Patrick Beverly. And this, to me, signaled that the Lakers uh, were going to trade Russell Westbrook pretty soon. And at this point, I recorded my last podcast like the day or two days before that trade. Russell Westbrook's still a Laker. So clearly I was wrong about that. But I do think that this was a good trade for both sides because Utah is rebuilding. They don't need Patrick Beverly and Taylor Horton Tucker. Say what you will. I think he has promised still. Like, he's still 21. Like, he's so young. A lot of rookies come in at 21. He has so much room to grow. So, I don't blame him for taking a flyer on him. Like, they, they gave up basically nothing. Like, both teams basically gave up nothing, and they improved. Pat Bev is a good 3 and D point guard for the Lakers. 
And Taylor Horton Tucker, you know, he's a nice project for the Jazz. So, it's a pretty simple trade there. Uh, I think the Lakers... I thought the Lakers were going to trade Russell Westbrook. At this point, like, I've given up hope. Um, I've given up all hope. There's 29 teams in the league for me at this point. Like, I'm not... I'm not going to watch their games. I'm not really going to talk about them. Uh, they just don't exist in my eyes at this point. As long If Westbrook's on the roster, they just don't exist in my eyes. So, that's just the way it's going to be. It really sucks. Uh, it's probably a little early to have this eulogy for the Lakers. Because it's not even like the month of the season starting. But I'm going to do it anyway. Like, it just stinks. I, I had hope we were going to do that Buddy Heald, Miles Turner for Westbrook trade. Because I think that kind of makes sense for both sides. But I guess the Pacers don't want to deal in good faith. Which is really annoying. Because they traded Malcolm Brogdon for a little garbage. And he's better than Buddy Heald or Miles Turner. So that's fucking stupid. And yeah, the Lakers are, you know, just a ter- terribly run organization, really. Like Jeannie Buss, horrible owner. Bo- bottom 10 owner in the league. Rob Palinka, not a good GM. Just not, not good. I, I think he did good. In the 2019 offseason, right before the 2020 year, recovering from the Kawhi thing. And I think he did good the next offseason, too. I liked the Gasol and Trez signings. I liked the Dennis Schroeder trade. I liked all that stuff, mostly. Um, it just didn't work out with injuries. And then, because it didn't work out with injuries, you know, they fumbled the bat. They let Caruso walk for tax purposes. And then they were like, oh, you know what the Lakers need? A third star, Russell Westbrook. And that, that was just a, a franchise-crippling trade. Because we gave up a first-round pick. Not that that first-round pick matters that much. But we gave up a first-round pick. And we lost Caruso because Westbrook was so expensive and Genie didn't want to pay him. And we gave up KCP and Kuzma. I don't really care about Harrell, but we gave up KCP and Kuzma. Like, just having KCP and Kuzma right now instead of Russ would be a tremendous difference to our team. I can't imagine KCP, Kuzma, and Caruso instead of Russ. Like, we would be real contenders because you just need, like, a decent supporting cast around, you know, the best duo in the league. But instead, we have the best duo in the league trying to buy mostly crap. Mostly crap. Because a lot of the guys we signed, right, like, they're okay, but not when they're, like, your third, fourth, fifth guys. Like, when they're, like, your seventh, eighth, ninth guys, it's fine. But we needed, like, Caruso, KCP, Kuzma to be, like, those third, fourth, fifth guys. So it sucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I'm not used to this, you know? Like, I'm used to either being a contender or we're bad, right? I don't like this. Like, this, we have, like, the, it's so weird, right? Because, like, we're not only mediocre... But, like, mediocre, like, with, you know, LeBron, arguably the best player in the league, and Anthony Davis, another top 10 player, like, I just don't know what you do with that. Like, I've been a fan of the NBA since 07-08, right? And from 08 to, like, 2012, the Lakers were contenders. 2013, they were, like, supposed to be contenders and kind of fell off. Kind of, like, in a better way version of last year. And Kobe got injured, we were just rebuilding. So, I've never really been in, like, I, I don't know. How many teams have been like this where it's, like, their, their two best players are just elite, but, like, the rest of the team is just so bad that, like, nobody's going to take them seriously. They're not going to be fun to watch. It's going to be awful. It's just going to be awful. Um, it'll probably be better than last year, to be honest, because we'll probably not be as injured, number one. And uh, the Beverly for Horton Tucker move, I think, is nice. And we're young. We're, we're not a bunch of old guys either, you know? It's mostly younger, more athletic guys. I like our center rotation better. So I don't think it's going to be as bad as last year. And Darvin Ham, you know, maybe that helps who knows what he's gonna be like but it's not gonna be good like I, I, like this team ceiling is like 40 high 40s wins 
with good health and then maybe with the right first round matchup make the second round. I, like really, with Westbrook on the roster, like that's that's the ceiling. And I don't, I don't even think that's realistic. I think the most likely thing that's going to happen is they'll be healthy enough. They'll be somewhere between the 8th seed, 8th or ninth seed, something like that, I'm going to say. I don't want to make too big a range. And they'll, make, they'll win the play-in game. They'll make the first round. And they'll win one or two of those games and lose. That's, that's what I think is going to happen. Um, yeah, so that's not, that's not a fun place to be. It's fun when you're like a young team and you're improving. Not when we won a championship two years ago, and then we should have should have won a championship, or we won a championship, yeah, two years ago. Should have won a sh- no, or I guess three years ago at this point. Uh, it was two years ago, three seasons ago. Um, should have won it two seasons ago, but got injured in the first round. It got injured the whole year, really. But we were on pace to do it again. And we're gonna got injured again, and then last year was just horrible, and now you know we're just keeping it the same. So it sucks. Just sucks. Overall, pretty pretty weird offseason. Pretty mid. Like, it was supposed to be better. We got Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert trades, which is nice. But the KD Kyrie stuff really just so annoying. And Westbrook also not moving. That just sucks. Like, it sucks hot ass. <sighs> but I'm excited for the season. Uh, not for the Lakers, but for the the, the, the real 29 teams, that's going to be... I think it's pretty exciting. I'm excited to see the Cavs. Like, this should be really good. Like, I, I still think they're probably going to be a second-round exit. But... They're going to be a really fun team to watch. Like, like I tweeted uh, the other day, uh, they're the perfect my career team if you have, like, a small forward because that point guard, the backcourt is Don Mitchell and Darius Garland. That's sick. And then Jared Allen and Evan Mobley is a frontcourt. I think that's really cool. Uh, so, the Cavs, that's that's a fun team. Um, I guess what I'm going to do next year is I'm going to predict the playoff teams because, you know, it's September. What else are we going to do? Uh, so, who I think just right, right now, who I think are going to be the top eight teams in each conference. And in order, like, I already kind of gave away the Lakers one because I did want to talk about them. But I do think the Lakers, yeah. So I think they'll end up being, I guess, the eighth seed. Uh, we'll go from eight to one in each conference. Uh, I'm trying to find all the teams. I don't forget anybody. So, yeah, uh, we'll start with the West. Eighth seed for the West, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Lakers. I already kind of talked about them. We'll go to the next team. The seventh seed in the West. So, at number eight, the Lakers. Number seven, the Grizzlies. Uh, I think losing Jaron Jackson for the first half of the season really hurts. But also, I'm going to get to... The West is just so stacked. And you don't really think about it at first. You don't think, like, oh, my God, the Grizzlies are the seventh seed. Like, no way. They were so good last year. And I think they'll still be really good this year. The West is just insane at the top. Like just insane um spoiler alert i don't have dallas here and that's how just how stacked the west really is if the lakers have injury problems again dallas will just be in there instead of the eighth but like when you look at these teams right i'll end up reading them all off like they're just like okay i don't i keep saying the same thing but it's just crazy like how a team like the memphis with john morant and desmond bain and dylan brooks like they're just a solid machine uh solid not machine what is a well-oiled machine you know, they still have Tyus Jones, like, one of the best backup point guards in the league. Honestly, probably the best backup point guard in the league. They did lose D'Anthony Melton, but you have Tyus Jones, so it doesn't really matter. Although, I did like him. It's whatever. I think losing Jaron Hurts, though, and that's why I had them at 7. Because it's really hard to, like, rank these teams. It's so fucking hard. Like, for a regular season, 
because this is how I think they're going to end. After the play-in tournament, these are going to, who I think is going to be entering the first round, the top eight teams. Because I do think Dallas will have a better record than the Lakers, but I think the Lakers will end up beating them in the play-in game. Um, again, I'm making, trying to make a prediction, like, almost a year in advance. Like, don't, don't, <laughs> don't make fun of me too hard when uh, these end up being very wrong. At number six, I have New Orleans. Uh, I think getting Zion back helps. And uh, you have a full season of CJ. You know, the team, you know, did good at the end of the year after starting off, like, 1-10 in, one in or something, or 2-12. They started off, like, horribly, and they still made the playoffs. I know they only won, like, 35 games or whatever, but the Pelicans are going to be good this year, I think. Uh, they, they've been good with Zion. Zion just barely plays, and I, I trust that he's going to play. So they're at number 6. At number 5, the Clippers. Again, this team could win the title, right? They, they're, I, I don't think so, but they're, like, a contender. But they're the five seed because load management, and they're just older, and they have no bigs, and like John Wall, I don't like. So it's kind of nitpicky. But for the regular season, I just don't think they're going to be as good as these other four teams ahead of them. Like Kawhi doesn't take it seriously. He's coming back from eight twenty CL. Like how good is he even going to be? So I think it's fair to put him at number five. At number four, I've got the Warriors again, an older team. I just don't think they're going to be a dominant regular season team, but they'll be good. You know, I have them at number four. They're going to be. I think they're going to be worse than last year a little bit, Not, just like in general, like even in the playoffs. But they'll still be good. Uh, a contender, but not my pick to win the title. At number three, Minnesota. Because Rudy Gobert is just a regular season demon. And you add, give him a, a developing Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Like, that team is going to be good. I was tempted to put them at the number one seed, but I didn't want to go that far. Even though it's possible, right? Rudy's been a number one seed before. Uh, I put him at number three. I think they're going to be really good in the regular season. Probably losing the second round, but really good regular season team. Um, and at number two, we've got Phoenix, because it's basically the same team as last year. Like, they're not going to win 64 games, but it's the same fucking team. Like, I don't see them being, like, significantly worse. So, again, are they going to win the title? Maybe. I don't want to, I really, like, if Chris Paul, like, just doesn't have, like, the worst, like, last three games of his life, you know, they maybe win the title last year. So, I think it's kind of stupid to overreact to that. So, I'm still pretty, relatively high on the Suns. But, honestly, my favorite team in the West over, regular season and playoffs is the Nuggets. Because I think Jokic is so good. People sleep on him. Like, look what he did with nobody. And now you're giving him Jamal Murray back. KCP, who's really underrated. Michael Porter Jr., who I like. He didn't play last year. And, then, you know, he, he had Aaron Gordon. But that was it. Like, they're going to be really good. Like, they were so... They were still pretty decent when it was just Jokic. It was, like, just Jokic. It was awful. And now, like, that starting five is going to be one of the best starting fives in the league. The only thing concern I have for them is DeAndre Jordan. Every time Jokic is not on the court, if you don't have a different backup center, like, you're going to lose those minutes so hard. Jokic is going to have the best net rating swing of all time. I think right now the record is, like, Garnett in, like, one of those early 2000s years. But now it's going to be Jokic. It's going to be Jokic by a million. They'll be plus, like, 10 with him on the court and, like, minus 50 with him off the court. It's going to be unbelievable. Just wait. That's something to look out for, really. The Nuggets net rating between Jokic and uh, DeAndre Jordan. Man, I can't believe he was the first player signed this offseason. What what went into that thinking? Like, what went, what went into that process? DeAndre Jordan. But yeah, I love the Nuggets. Like, they're... Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to make like picks like that yet, but I might pick them kind of the West. Straight up. Like, they made the conference finals a couple years ago, and that was before Jokic really broke out and became an MVP. Like, Michael Porter Jr. is better than he was then. Jamal Murray, we haven't really seen. Because uh, he got injured uh, late into the following year. But I, I, I have high hopes. You know, KCP, 
Like, he's really a really good role player, especially in the playoffs. Like, he's better than Will Barton, and he's better than, like, Monte Morris, like those other role player guards that the Nuggets had. So I'm super high on the Nuggets. So my top eight in the West, from one to eight, Nuggets, Suns, Wolves, Warriors, Clippers, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Lakers. And Dallas is number nine in this case. I think they just get knocked off by the Lakers in the play-on game. I think regular season seeding, the maps will be higher. Uh, and the Lakers will be a little bit lower. But come the first round of the playoffs, I'm going with this eight. We'll see what happens. Uh, the East was a little bit easier because they're just not as stacked. Like, I only had, like, four teams that were, like, I thought were, like, really good. Uh, while the West, it was, like, it was five, like, really, really good. And, like, seven, like, have to be there. So, the East was just not as hard. Because it was, like, oh, my God. Or I guess maybe, I don't know, is that harder or easier? I guess harder, harder in some ways easier than others. Like, ranking within, like, the... The West ranking those teams was hard, but just picking the teams that are in it is not hard because it's kind of obvious. The East is a little bit more tricky, but I think I got it down. I Honestly, I feel really confident that it's going to be these eight teams. I'm not confident in the order. Like, the West one is a little bit more convoluted because of the Mavs, right? Because there's nine teams that I think are playoff worthy and injuries. But the East, I really think it's just these eight. Um, maybe, like, the Wizards could sneak in there. Again, anything is possible, but I think it's these eight. So, number eight, I've got the Nets. Um, I'm tired of the on-paper Nets. I will never, ever, ever, ever believe in this team again. I believed in them when they got hard, and I was like, oh, this team is unstopped. Like, nobody's beating them. And then they got injured and still almost beat the Bucks. And then last year, all the drama, and they were terrible. And they were qu- Kevin Durant tried to leave. Kyrie tried to leave. And now they're back. Like, come on, bro. I'm not buying this shit. I'm not buying this shit. Kyrie is jumping ship next summer. If he's not traded before then. And Kevin Durant is not going to be on the Nets two years from now. Like, no way. Just, no. This is going to be a disaster. On paper, they're nice. But they still don't have any bigs, even on paper. And their coach is Steve Nash. No. Just no. Uh, Number seven, Toronto. I like them. They're basically the same as last year. You're basically banking on a Scotty Barnes jump. I wasn't a huge fan of Scotty Barnes. He's fine. Uh, Pretty good rookie. But, I don't know. I I don't buy into him as much as everybody else. But... I said the same thing about Shea Gilgis Alexander. I was like, what do people see him in his rookie year? And then he popped off. So I guess we'll see. He shouldn't have been the rookie of the year. But the ra- drafters are good. Like that Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent, OG, uh, Barnes and Siakam lineup with Nick Nurse. That alone is the playoff team. Like, they're just good. Uh, number six, I have the Hawks. Again, this is where it's starting to get tricky in terms of, like, picking the order of the teams. But I, I like the Hawks. Trey Young is just really good. And they got DeJounte Murray. Like, this feels kind of low, but I think they're I think they're better than the seeding. Like, in this scenario, like, you'll see who they end up playing in the first round. I think they could definitely win that series. But I'll put them at number six. Like, what is going to happen with John Collins? That's still a question mark to me. I still have some questions, but I like the Hawks. Like, people kind of sleep on them because they... Uh, last year was disappointing, but I, I, I'm a believer in Trey Young. I'm riding that trade train. Uh, number five, I have the Heat. I know they were the one seed, but... Again, seeding is tough to judge. They have no power forward, which I don't like. Uh, and their team is old. Uh, Kyle Lowry, he looked terrible. He's probably only going to look worse. Jimmy Butler was great, but again, he's he's in his mid-30s. Like, he could fall off. I don't know. And they're just not a surefire bet to me as the four teams above them. So that's really the only reason. I do think Miami's nice, though. Number four, the Cavs. I kind of talked about them. Uh, have probably the best core four in the league. Like, I can't think of another team that has, like, a foursome that nice. 
Um, even though none of their players is like a top 10 player, which is why they're probably won the title. Just that foursome is really, really nice. I really like that foursome. Really wholesome, young, fun team. Excited for them. Uh, number three, I've got the Sixers. They're obviously going to choke at some point in the playoffs. But unless they get the old James Harden back, uh, they're not going to be much higher than this. I they're just they're free throw merchants. Like they have good players on the roster, right? Embiid, Harden, Maxi, Tucker, uh, Melton, and Harris. Like I like all those guys. Um, but again, you're being coached by Doc Rivers, which is not promising. Uh, James Harden and Embiid are your best players, which is also not promising. Like the free throw merchant thing, the playoff chokers. Like I don't, I've never, I just don't. Yeah, I don't believe Harden in and Harden in the playoffs at all. And neither do I with Embiid. He's super overrated. All he does is get free throws. He's really annoying. I thought I used to think he was really good, and then he just became a free throw merchant. Like he's just not what he used to be. Even though like people think he's better now because his numbers are better now, but I, I think he used to be better. Like he used to be better defensively. His defense isn't as good as it was. He's just living off reputation, and he doesn't block shots like that. Like he he was barely getting blocks in the playoffs and against the Raptors. It was really embarrassing. He had like three blocks in the whole series or something and a six game series you're a seven foot center who's playing like 40 minutes a game embarrassing he's always out of shape uh but people like him because he you know has a personality and he's a pretty good shooter but man is he annoying man can't even make half his shots either so i just no i'm just, i never like no the sixers I, I think they could lose first round to the hawks um but even if they beat them they'd probably they'd lose in the second round there's no way they're beating milwaukee or boston which are my top two teams uh, one is the bucks two is the celtics uh that's probably gonna be the conference finals um and it stinks right like i have to really hope that the bucks beat them i, I just like I, I can't have another celtics warriors or celtics clippers fine like i can't i can't do it i can't do it uh last year was just so horrible uh it was my it was my worst season uh, as a fan ever um i can't really imagine this year's gonna be worse it's you know, it's hard for me to think the Lakers will be worse than last year. And I don't think that the finals is going to be Celtics-Warriors. So, we can only hope. Again, Giannis, I'll give you the best player in the league. You're getting Middleton back. And, yeah, you know, Joe Ingles will play at some point, I hope. Uh, I like him. The only really worry is that Brook Lopez, you know, I think he's been steadily get, getting worse. Um, Middleton Holiday also older, kind of getting worse. But I'm not really as worried about that. At least for the regular season, I think Giannis alone, you know, they'll get this far. They'll be fine. And the playoffs, well, we could talk about the playoffs later on. But so my top eight in the East, Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Cavs, Heat, Hawks, Raptors, Nets. I know what you're thinking. Where are the Bulls? I, I just, I think a lot of the regular season success last year came down to DeMar DeRozan having the best year of his career. I can't see him doing that again. And Lonzo's already hurt. Like, they really needed him. I just can't do it, man. Like, I just don't see DeRozan being like Michael Jordan again. It just, it, he was so good, it was crazy. So, yeah, I guess the sleeper teams, like the the teams that could be here but aren't for me, are Dallas in the West and the Bulls in the East. But, yeah, it's a pretty interesting playoff picture if it ends, does end up being this. Uh, there's some fun matchups, like Warriors Clippers round one, could you imagine? Like, that's crazy. Also, Sixers Hawks, I think, would be really cool. Bucks Nets. So, uh,. I kind of hope this happens, but I'm sure it'll be wildly different because that's how the NBA always is. It's pretty unpredictable. And I'm recording this on uh, 9-11, 21-year anniversary, but also uh, first Sunday of the NFL season. So I hope you guys are enjoying that. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be it this week for me on the All Off Podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed. I plan to be back next week. 
But who knows, maybe it'll be two or three weeks. <laughs> but that's the plan. Thanks for listening, guys.